Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alamin Wassalatu wassalam ala ashrafil anbiya wal mursalin Nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Amma ba'd Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh um, Jazakumullah khair to um, Medina College for inviting me to talk uh, today on Saturday 4th of April 2020 um, The topic uh, for today's um, session will be um, the life uh, of Sheikh Ibn Thaymin, his service to the deen. Um, inshallah, it will be the first of possibly three, if not two sessions. Uh, we'll see how it goes today. I have a, a goal which I want to achieve today, hopefully get up to the life of the Sheikh just before um, we talk about his family life, inshallah. Before I um, start, um, I just wanted to um, remind myself and everyone else, offer some uh, nasiha, um, bearing in mind um, the current climate, uh, global climate, uh, we all have a, a lot of time. And it's poignant that um, I offer this reminder to myself and everyone else about how to utilize our time in particularly uh, when we seek knowledge of the Dean and um, to stress really upon how we need to study and this isn't just for this session today um, it's for every uh, gathering uh, you attend every talk you attend every lesson um, we really really need to make uh, it count our presence uh, so how, how do we study? How do we seek knowledge? Um, without a doubt, we need uh, to uh, study in a very serious manner. Um, many of us have been studying for a while um, and our commitment uh, to knowledge varies. Um, and it's really a case of stepping up to the plate and making uh, our time count. So amongst the things which uh, factors we need to be wary of are to attend regularly. Uh, not a lesson here or and a lesson there as if, you know, we have plenty of time. I can miss one lesson. No big deal. No, be serious about studying your religion. You will not gain knowledge uh, about uh, your dean if you're inconsistent. Prepare the lesson in advance uh, where you can, inshallah. Um, and for those who are very serious about gaining knowledge, then memorize and learn it. So I have three um, stages or three uh, steps which will help in seeking knowledge. And the first one would be to prepare in advance. So if we're studying a book, Al-Aqid uh, Al-Wasatiya, then that's just an example, but any book you're studying, if you don't have a grasp of the Arabic language, then try and get hold of the translation in English if you are able. Um, Sheikh Abdul Masin al-Abad, Hafizahullah, he would say that whoever does not bring their book with them to the lesson, then he is not really a student of knowledge. Uh, we'll discuss this particular point a bit later on, but uh, it's worth mentioning here um, that the stressing the importance of uh, bringing a book with you, inshallah. The second um, factor which will help us is to concentrate in the lesson, to be alert. And this is one of the reasons I'm not happy about any of my lessons being recorded. Why? Because when you know the lesson is being recorded, you sit at ease. And when you sit at ease, there is a natural tendency to switch off. Only when you are aware that you do not take notes you will miss out only when that is the, uh, the case, uh, then you are on edge and alert, inshallah. And the scholars have mentioned that there are two types of people, two types of people who attend lessons. And the first one is a serious student of knowledge. He comes prepared for his lesson. So he has a, a book, he has a notepad, um, a pen, maybe a pencil, and he's really prepared. He brings everything which he needs uh, to the lesson to aid his learning. He writes, he makes notes, he listens, and is 
is generally very attentive, paying attention. And this reminds me of the um, narration uh, transmitted by, um, um, narrated, sorry, by Muhammad ibn uh, Mubashir uh, in Sirah Alam al in which he mentions um, when Muhammad, uh, or Muhammad ibn Salam al-Baykandi, when his pen broke while he was in this gathering of a sheikh, he announced there and then a pen for a dinar, and whereby pens began to fall upon him from all directions. So this was the importance he attached to making notes that he was willing to pay even one dinar for a pen because he didn't want to miss out. Um, the second type of student of knowledge the scholars have referred to uh, such a student as the guest. And the guest is the type who comes and sits down and he listens. He doesn't really do much else. He hasn't brought any book with him. He hasn't brought a notepad, a pen or pencil, anything to take notes with. Or while he is sitting at ease, not taking notes, he may doze off now and again, concentrating intermittently. Why? Because he is sitting at ease. He is not on edge, he is not alert. He may check his phone for text messages or emails. And after the lesson is over, he will go home. The scholars call these people the guests. Don't be from this category of student of knowledge. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in Surah Al-Imran, every soul shall taste death. So our lifespan upon this earth is very short and we will all need to raise our game and seriously step up and see, be serious about the knowledge uh, that we seek. And look, when we reflect upon um, the Salaf and how they used to seek knowledge, uh, there's a narration uh, about Qatada ibn Di'am al-Suddusi, and again the narration is um, in Sirah Alam al-Nubala. And he said here, I have never said to a scholar of hadith, muhaddith, repeat it to me, and nor have my ears ever heard anything except that it has settled upon my heart, i.e. I have memorized it. And this is the seriousness which, with which the Salaf used to take knowledge, that they were alert, they committed to memory everything that they learnt. Allah subhanahu wa mentions in Surah Daryat, and remind for indeed the reminder benefits the believers. So this opportunity I'm taking to remind one another about the importance of seeking knowledge, knowing what it means to call ourselves Muslims, to be a Muslim upon sound knowledge and insight, insha'Allah. Islam is not just about offering the five daily prayers without appreciating to whom and why we are praying, for example. As I mentioned, this advice is firstly to myself and then to you all that really enough is enough. We really need to take the uh, seeking knowledge serious, insha'Allah. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala facilitate this for us. So with all your lessons, please try and get a copy. If you're studying a book, try to get a copy of the English translation where you can. Um, a printout of the Arabic text of the book, a notebook, a pen, and not just one pen, maybe a spare pen just in case uh, the pen stops working, the ink runs out or whatever. At least you have a backup, uh, backup inshallah. And then once you're prepared, you attend every lesson, roll up your sleeves and make your time at every lesson count, inshallah. The third factor that will uh, help uh, in seeking knowledge is that we recap and revise what we have studied. So when you get home, you go over what you have studied during the lesson and make sure you have good understanding of the material which was covered, even better, even better, when you get home, teach your wives, your brothers, your sisters, your husbands. Uh, I remember um, as second year Jamia students, 
um, we were would uh, one of the um, things which used to help us uh, affirm the knowledge which we had of uh, Medina Book One, we would teach the new students, you know, in private lessons. Um, and the scholars have advised, you know, try to revise and study in groups of two, maybe three, that you can discuss issues um, and try to get a better understanding. So sit together and go over the material which you have studied. Uh, the current climate doesn't permit that unless you're in the same household, but maybe online you have a group that you can gather and study. And this will give you an opportunity to fill any gaps you have in your notes and understanding. And afterwards, sit and discuss your understanding of what you've learnt. Um, and I want to close um, this uh, short advice um, with um, an example of a sister who strived and struggled just to learn the Arabic language, despite her difficult circumstances. So she had uh, a 24 hour routine with her husband where they both cared for their two terminally ill children who had Batten's disease. One of them, uh, a boy aged 12 and the other a girl aged 10. And despite this schedule which she had, she would remain awake during the day, her husband at night, um, she would still pursue her passion for learning the Arabic language. If you looked at her circumstances, you'd think, SubhanAllah, where would you find the time? Or you have the excuse not to um, seek knowledge or uh, uh, Arabic language. You know, your hands are full, but still she made time. So her care shift would finish daily at around midnight. And then I would visit her to teach her for up to one hour. And after I left, she would revise what I had taught her until 2 a.m. when she would go to sleep. She would then be up again for the Fajr prayer and then resume her care shift at 8 a.m. My sister Umzaki, um, she died of breast cancer in the early hours of uh, Saturday 16th Ramadan, 1st of December 2001, at the age of 35 years. May Allah Azawajal cleanse my sister of her sins and reward her with Al-Firdaus Al-A'la. Ameen. Tayyib, um, we'll begin then inshallah um, discussing uh, the life of uh, Sheikh Ibn Thaymin. Uh, and I'll start with uh, the hadith uh, transmitted by Imam al-Bukhari um, in which he mentions um, that Anas ibn Malik radiallahu anhu he narrates al-ru'ya al-hasana min al-rajuli al-salih juz'un min sittatin wa arba'ina juz'a min al-nubuwa a good dream that comes true of a righteous man is one of 46 parts of prophethood. In the next narration, uh, transmitted by Muslim, uh, Abu Qatada mentions that the Prophet said, Ru'ya as-saliha min Allahi wa ru'ya as-su min shaytan A true good dream is from Allah and a bad dream is from shaytan. And in the final hadith, uh, narrated by Abu Huraira, transmitted by Al-Bukhari, Abu Huraira says, I heard the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said, لَمْ يَبَقَ مِنَ النَّبُوَّةِ إِلَّا الْمُبَشِّرَاتِ قَالُوا وَمَا الْمُبَشِّرَاتِ قَالَ الرُّؤْيَةَ الصَّالِحَةِ The Prophet وسلم, said, nothing is left of prophethood except al-mubashirat. So they asked, what are al-mubashirat? He replied, the true good dreams that convey glad tidings. A man narrates, my father once narrated a story to me about an old man who had a dream. In this dream, he met Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah in one of the markets of Runeza. Runeza is a region between Medina and Riyadh. It is one, in, um, uh, uh, in Runeza, there was one, uh, in the marketplace, um, there was a, a place of gathering. Uh, a well-known place in Runeza. During this meeting, uh, Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah handed a lamp to this old man. When the old man later inquired about the meaning of his dream, he was told that he will have a child 
would grow up to be righteous, salih, and he would have an elevated stature in Islamic knowledge. So a child was born to this old man and he was set upon naming him Saleh in the hope that this dream would be true to, to, and specific to this child. So Saleh was a religious and he was devout and loved the people just as they loved him too. He would recite the Quran and stand the night in prayer. However, he was not a student of knowledge. Saleh then got married and had a son whom he named Muhammad. He was Muhammad ibn Saleh al-Uthaymeen. And in reality, and we consider him as such, he was the lamp which Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah had given the old man in the dream. And as for this old man, well, he was the grandfather of Sheikh ibn Uthaymeen. May Allah have mercy upon him. And this particular narration was uh, narrated, uh, this dream was narrated by uh, Abdullah, the eldest son of Sheikh Ibn Thaymin. And we've all heard of Sheikh Ibn Thaymin. And really what I wanted to do today was to shed some light on the Sheikh's exemplary life, intending by doing so to be inspired by his noble example, inshallah. The Mahadith of Medina, um, Sheikh Abdul Masin al-Abad, I, I mentioned something of his uh, a little earlier. He said that the greatest calamity that befell this ummah was upon the death of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Thereafter, the greatest calamities to befall have been upon the death of those who inherited from the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The Prophet said, The Prophet said, Certainly the scholars are the inheritors of the prophets, and the prophets have not bequeathed dinar nor dirham, rather, they have bequeathed knowledge. So whoever takes it, has taken an abundance of good fortune. And in terms of knowledge then, Sheikh Ibn Thaymi certainly took an abundance of good fortune and this was recognized by the scholars around him and the general masses. He exerted really immense effort in spreading knowledge through his teachings, his dawah and his books and recordings. And his general acceptance uh, amongst the masses is testimony to his elevated stature, inshallah, may Allah accept from him all of his efforts. Um, one of the things which I want to do um, as I relate uh, bits of the story of the Sheikh, I want to pepper them with some anecdotes which those around the Sheikh have penned. And in this particular uh, juncture, I just want to mention the Sheikh Fahad ibn Abdullah Sunaid, he narrates. As for the zuhd of the sheikh, the asceticism, then it is sufficient to know that all his books, which have been printed with his permission, are for noble charitable causes. Additionally, it has been made a condition for those who choose to print his books that they do not hold any rights over the books should anyone wish to print them and freely distribute them. This was the uh, eagerness the sheikh attached to uh, wanting to spread the knowledge. If anyone wanted to print any of his books for, and give them out for free, then they have the permission to do so. Tayyib, uh, as for the lineage of the Sheikh then, he was Muhammad ibn Salih, ibn Muhammad, ibn Sulaiman, ibn Abdurrahman, ibn Uthman, ibn Abdullah, ibn Abdurrahman, ibn Ahmad, Ibn Muqbil, Ibn al-Wahabi from the tribe of Tamim. As for the family name of the Sheikh, i.e. Uthaymin, then the Sheikh's great, great, great grandfather, he assumed, his name was Uthman and he was the one who assumed the name Uthaymin. And from there on, the family became known by this name. And as you can see from the linguistic perspective, 
Uthaymin is derived from Uthman. The Sheikh, he was born on Saturday, 27th of Ramadan um, in the year 1347, which corresponds to around 9th of March, 1929, in the city of Anaza, um, in one of the two cities, Anaza uh, is one of the two cities in the province of Qasim, uh, the other one being Bureda. And the Sheikh, in terms of Hij Ijri, uh, Hijri years, was 74 years, but in terms of Gregorian years, he was 72. The Sheikh's family um, were known for being upright and religious. So naturally, the Sheikh began his studies um, by learning how to read the Quran. And he did this under the tutelage of his maternal grandfather, Abdurrahman ibn Suleyman al-Damir. And what's really amazing, subhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa bless the Sheikh. The Sheikh went on to memorize the Quran in six months. In six months, he memorized the Quran and he did this under the guidance of a blind teacher, Ali ibn Abdullah al-Shuhaytan. And in this regard, Ibrahim ibn Hamad al-Jutayli, uh, he knew Sheikh Ibn Thaymin for 45 years. 20 of those years was as a student of the Sheikh. And he narrated, indeed, he memorized the Quran in six months under the guidance of a blind teacher, Ali ibn Abdullah al-Shuhaytan. And the reason why I'm mentioning this point is that when you look at the biographies of the, biographies of the Sheikh, um, it mentions that he memorized the Quran under the uh, tutelage of his maternal grandfather, Abdurrahman ibn Suleyman al-Damir, and this is popularly narrated, but in reality, um, he started reading the Quran with him, but he went on to memorize the Quran under uh, the tutelage of Ash-Shuhaytan. After he memorized the Quran, the Sheikh proceeded to learn to write as well as study mathematics. And indeed, subhanAllah, Allah blessed the Sheikh with intelligence and righteousness. He was also blessed with a high degree of determination to seek knowledge. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase us all in the determination to seek um, knowledge of Al-Islam, inshaAllah. The Sheikh's brother, Abdurrahman ibn Saleh al-Uthaymin mentioned that a good, pure and sincere intention is good. It's in, indeed, it's imperative requirement for a firm foundation upon which to begin seeking knowledge. And in reflection, he said, when Sheikh ibn Uthaymin had purified his intention, we noticed how Allah had blessed him by opening the doors of knowledge to him. And what also helped the Sheikh was his noble upbringing, as well as his self-confidence. So um, in this particular narration, Sheikh Asim ibn Abdul uh, Mun'im al-Mar'i, he narrates, and from the special characteristics for which he was well known was his eagerness, uh, steadfastness in seeking knowledge. And some of the relatives of uh, a judge in Anaza at the time, his name was Sheikh Abdullah ibn Muhammad al-Mani'. Um, he was the judge in Anaza in around uh, about 1942. And his relatives mentioned that when Sheikh ibn Thaymin um, uh, was young, he would come every morning to the Sheikh's house. And he would come after Fajr. And he would knock on the door, carrying his papers and his books. He would say, Assalamu alaikum to the Sheikh, seek his permission and go upstairs to the library of the Sheikh. And there he would remain until just before the time of Dhuhr, whereby he would then descend, say Assalamu alaikum to the Sheikh again, and then he would leave. And this was at a time when he was still young and he had not even turned the age of 12, 12 years old. 
And the discipline of the sheikh is something which we, needs to be highlighted here at such a young age. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed him with discipline every single day after Fajr, he would go to the sheikh's house to study in the library. And in his determination to seek knowledge, at the age of 18, the sheikh joined the study circles of Sheikh Abdurrahman ibn Nasir al-Sa'adi in Uneza. Sheikh al-Sa'adi, you may well know that he is the famous scholar who wrote a tafsir amongst many other books, but his tafsir is well known. It's called Taysir al-Karim al-Rahman fi tafsir kalam al-Mannan. And this particular tafsir, uh, Sheikh Ibn Taymin, he recommends the beginning students of knowledge to study first, because as the Sheikh said, it is a good, easy and reliable book. So it's been simplified immensely in comparison to the other uh, voluminous the uh, Fasid, which are out there. At the time, Sheikh Al-Sa'adi had appointed two of his senior students of knowledge um, to teach the young students. And the two, uh, these two senior students were Sheikh Ali Al-Salihi and Sheikh Muhammad Ibn Abdul Aziz Al-Mutawwar. These were the two senior students of Sheikh Al-Sa'adi that he had now appointed to teach the younger students of knowledge. And it was under the tutelage of Sheikh Muhammad ibn Abdulaziz al-Matawwa that the Sheikh, Sheikh ibn Taymin, began studying Muqtasar al-Aqid al-Wasatiya of uh, al-Sa'adi, Minhaj al-Salikin in fiqh of al-Sa'adi. And he also studied Arabic grammar, uh, al-Ajrumiya and al-Alfiya. He also studied fiqh and the laws of inheritance Farid, under the tutelage of Sheikh Ali Abdurrahman uh, ibn Udan. And then in 1954, Al-Ma'had Al-Ilmi, the Institute of Knowledge um, was opened in Riyadh. And some people, they suggested to the Sheikh, why don't you enroll and study there? So the Sheikh, he discussed the possibility with uh, his Sheikh, Sheikh Ali Salihi, um, of traveling to Riyadh and studying there. And then he finally sought and received permission from Sheikh Sa'adi himself to permit him to go to Riyadh to study at the Ma'ahad al-Ilmi. And the Ma'ahad al-Ilmi, the Institute of Knowledge, had two departments. One was general and the other one was for higher studies. So the Sheikh enrolled at the higher studies level which better catered for his high caliber. He had reached a very good level to allow him to study at the high level. And what's really interesting, we have mentioned about the Sheikh's uh, diligence and his zeal and the discipline really to seek knowledge. The duration of the course of study in Riyadh was four years, which is what we have uh, in Medina and uh, quite possibly the other universities. Uh, the, this course of study is uh, when you're studying at the faculty of Sharia, for example, or Da'awah, Hadith, or Quran, the course of study is four years. However, the Sheikh completed it sooner than expected. At that time, students who were very capable, they were allowed to continue with their studies throughout the summer months if they chose to do so. So for example, when a student, he completed his first year of study, then he'd set the exams around May time and towards the end of May, uh, once he's passed, uh, as is the case um, even today, that you would go back home uh, for the summer. But in this particular, uh, at this particular time, those students who were capable, they were allowed to continue with their studies throughout the summer months if they chose to do so. So when you finished your first year of studies, you've started in September, say you finished around May, did your exams, you'd go off home. So the months of June, July, August, three, three and a half months, uh, you would uh, cram the studies of the whole year into those months. And at the end of the summer, you would do your exam. And if you have 
done well and passed, then that September, where the majority of the returning students would be beginning year number two, you would be beginning the third year. And this was the uh, case with Sheikh Ibn Thaymeen. And I just want to mention here, Sheikh uh, Wasil Abbas, Hafidahullah, the Mufti of Makkah, he himself, when he graduated from Medina, uh, he did this also. I think it was at the time when Sheikh uh, Abdul Mahsin al-Abad was the principal in, and he permitted him to do so, but this is something which comes to my mind. And it's not for everyone. It's for those students who had the ability and the determination where all their friends and fellow students would go home for the summer months. He persisted and continued with his studies, mashallah. Dave, so in this manner, he completed a four-year course of study in two years. And during his time in Riyadh, the Sheikh, he benefited by studying under Sheikh Ibn Baz. And it was under his tutelage, um, Sheikh Ibn Thaymin studied Sahih al-Bukhari, some books of Ibn Taymiyyah, such as Muqaddim al-Tafsir, and some other books of Fiqh. And the Sheikh was deeply affected and influenced by Sheikh Ibn Baz in terms of the care and attention he paid to Hadith, his exemplary manners and his humility and compassion towards the people without prejudice. So whilst the Sheikh was studying at the Institute of Knowledge then in Riyadh, he mentions, the Sheikh narrates this story. He said, as students at the Institute of Knowledge in Riyadh, one day we were sitting in our classroom when this old man, he entered upon us. And if you saw him, you would say to yourself, this is just a Bedouin Arab. How could he possibly have any knowledge? His garments were shabby, they were very shabby and ragged. And he did not have any air or stature about him. He didn't appear to be concerned about his appearance. As such, by now he had sort of fallen in our eyes and at that moment my thoughts drifted to my sheikh a saadi in qasim and i thought to myself i've left my sheikh in qasim and i've come to sit before in front of this bedouin subhanallah so when this uh, man who had just entered upon them the man who sheikh ibrahim is talking about referring to when he began his lesson, the beneficial fruits of his knowledge just began to flow and overcome us all from his vast ocean of knowledge. It was then it dawned upon us all that we were indeed sitting in front of a great scholar from amongst the scholars. We, benefit from, we benefited from his knowledge, his exemplary character and manner and his zuhud and piety. And this Bedouin Arab, as I referred to, was none other than Sheikh Muhammad Al-Amin Al-Shanqiti, the famous scholar of Tafsir and Asul al-Fiqh. Such was the level of his knowledge that when Sheikh Ibn Baz was the principal of the university in Medina, he would sit in the Tafsir lessons of Sheikh Muhammad Al-Amin Al-Shanqiti in Al-Masjid Al-Nabawi. SubhanAllah. Sheikh Ibn Taymin um, mentions that he was also influenced by Sheikh al-Islam Ibn Taymiyyah's life spent in the service of Islam. He was also influenced by Sheikh Muhammad Rashid al-Riba in terms of not blindly following opinions of those scholars who had passed away and instead looking back at the evidences they used to reach their opinions. Upon completing his studies at the Institute of Knowledge, the Sheikh transferred to the Faculty of Sharia at Imam Muhammad University in Riyadh. Whilst he enrolled at the Faculty of Sharia, the Sheikh returned to Uneza to continue his studies under Sheikh Abdurrahman al-Sa'adi. And Sheikh al-Sa'adi is considered to be his first teacher since he remained with him for a lengthy period of 11 years. And it was under the, the Sheikh's tutelage, he studied the sciences of Tawheed, Tafsir, Hadith, Fiqh, Usul al-Fiqh, Faraid, uh, those of inheritance, Mustal al-Hadith, 
Nahun Sar. And then at the time, the Ma'ad al-Ilmi uh, was also opened in Uneza uh, in 1956. So the Sheikh was appointed to teach there during the day whilst he continued seeking knowledge with Sheikh Sa'di later in the day. So while he was teaching in the mornings, later on, uh, possibly after Asad, he would then uh, go and study with Sheikh Sa'di. Again, I'm narrating this of the life of the Sheikh for us all to reflect and see how much time the Sheikh committed uh, and pursued his passion to seek the knowledge of the Deen. And at the end of each academic year, the Sheikh would travel to Riyadh to sit his examination at the Faculty of Sharia at Imam Muhammad uh, University. Um, I just want to pause here a moment and check uh, regarding our timing and um, bear with me, huh? Um, we are due to wrap up now in a couple of minutes, so inshallah, I will um, wrap up. We have uh, obviously more to go, and inshallah, our next session, continuing the life of Sheikh Ibn Thaymin in the service of the Deen, will be next um, Thursday at the same time. Uh, if anyone has any questions related to what uh, has been mentioned, then please uh, feel free to uh, ask, inshallah. Um, the question, one of the questions here we have is the tafsir uh, of uh, Sheikh Al-Sa'adi. Um, then um, this is, uh, let me just get the correct, we just note as tafsir Al-Sa'adi, uh, just so that I don't, this one So um, let me just uh, type the answer here. This is the name of the uh, tafsir of uh, Sheikh Saadi. Um, one of the questions someone's asked is, um, I mentioned about um, having a copy of the book uh, when you, whenever you go to any lesson, I'm really referring to the copy of the book which you're studying. So if it's Aqid al-Wasti or Surah Thalatha, any book which you're studying uh, with your teacher and try to have a copy of the book uh, in which you can take notes and at least when you go home you can read through it prepare for the next lesson as well as revise for the previous uh, lesson uh, one of the brothers is asking was Sheikh Ibn Thaymin a student of Sheikh Mubaz yes he was he studied Sahil Bukhari and some of the books of uh, Sheikh Islam Ibn Taymiyyah um, how do I get rid of laziness in seeking knowledge and in everything in general then uh, one of the things which um, is important, not only in seeking knowledge, but in our daily lives is um, to improve our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's a hadith um, in which the Prophet said, Man bihi khayran, fi Anyone whom Allah wishes uh, 
good for, he grants him understanding of the religion. And it is Allah who grants you the understanding of the religion. So that being the case, you need to improve your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So make sure that you are up to date in terms of your salah, you are punctual, um, you uh, do your uh, extra nawafil deeds after you've done your wajibat. Try to change your surrounding. Maybe if you have friends who uh, are negative influences uh, uh, to you, those are not friends. They are not your friends. You need to uh, change your company, uh, change your lifestyle maybe, uh, how you're spending your time, your free time. And this is not going to happen overnight. Uh, but utilize the opportunities Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us every single day, the last third of the night. Turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and uh, beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, for aid in this, that he increases you in love for the deen and uh, makes it easy for you. Uh, it is going to be a struggle. The path to paradise is not easy and shaitan will be your number one enemy and he will lay the thorns in your way, make things difficult. But look at how Sheikh mean he maintained his resilience and everything comes back down to your intention. So improve your intention, inshallah, uh, solely for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to improve your, um, get rid of your laziness, inshallah. Um, we can, inshallah, study this uh, when we maybe go through the book of knowledge. But if you have access to the book of knowledge of Sheikh Ibn Thaymin, Sheikh mentions a lot of beneficial um, things in the book which will help uh, overcome uh, laziness and focus, uh, increasing focus upon the deen, inshallah. Um, someone's asking, I am currently studying uh, Medina book one for Arabic language. How many times? A week should I be learning as I want to seek knowledge properly in how long per day? Um, I have a rule, the more time you spend studying the Arabic language, um, the more you will learn, the more firm your deen will be, um, your sorry understanding inshallah uh, will be. So if you spend one hour a week, then expect that sort of quality of understanding. Um, ideally, uh, you know, you should be doing something every single day. There are audios, videos around, plenty of material online. Um, and if you can get someone to teach you one-to-one, -one, even better. But uh, utilize these times. Everyone, uh, no one has an excuse now uh, during this time. So the more you study, I, I will not put a limit to it. The more you study, uh, and persevere, the, the, the better will be uh, the outcome, inshallah. Um, the Sheikh, uh, okay, when did Sheikh Ibn Thaymeen die? Um, SubhanAllah, we've just talk, talked about him being born, and we haven't reached that, uh, that point. Um, the Sheikh, uh, SubhanAllah, he died. Um, if you want the date, he died in 2001, um, in uh, 15th of Shawwal, uh, 1421, which was around 5th of January, uh, 2001. Um, okay, the Sira book that was, oh, subhanAllah, um, the book which I was referring to was Sira Alama Nubala of Imam al-Dhahabi. Um, and these anecdotes which I mentioned about the Salaf, they're all available in Words of Wisdom section on Fatwa Online. So uh, please feel free to access them there. They're all referenced as well. And as for the anecdotes of, in the life of the Sheikh, uh, they're all available uh, in Jewels of Guidance section in Fatwa Online. Um, so when starting the CKM knowledge, what do you recommend to begin with and in what order of importance? Can I just um, recommend everyone try to get a hold of a copy of the Book of Knowledge? Um, because um, the Sheikh himself 
talks about uh, you know the path of seeking knowledge and how uh, to do so, the factors which help and the factors which uh, don't. Um, and the Sheikh does a far more better job than I could in explaining that. And maybe one day we can actually study it together uh, online. But if you have access to the book, then refer to the Sheikh's advice um, in that book, inshallah. Um, what do you recommend us to start with to learn Arabic? I recommend you what I did myself, and that was uh, the Medina program, Medina book one, two, and three, and the supporting books. Um, as I mentioned, a lot of references are online, um, so uh, study materials. So um, I believe there are classes uh, at Medina College as well, so it might be worth looking there and seeing uh, what they have availability or any of the masajid um, but now time is tight or restricted because of our circumstances so have a look online um, if there is anything uh, there is there an authentic book on the biography of the sheikh um, there are in arabic there are quite a few books um, the sheikh, uh, students of the sheikh and those who love the sheikh have compiled um, what was the name of the sheikh with rugged clothes? His name was Muhammad al-Amin al-Shanqiti, and he was the author of uh, Adwa al-Bayan, which was the highly uh, praised tafsir of the Qur'an. Um, and he, uh, then later on, he was also a teacher at the Jamia. And subhanAllah, he had two sons. One of them was a, uh, a specialist in the Sul al-Fiqh, and the other one was a specialist in tafsir. And the sheikh himself, their father, was a specialist in both. MashaAllah, tabarakallah. Um, Dave, I have only recently started to gain knowledge. I was wondering what the Arabic terms such as the Surah al meant. Three fundamental principles. Um, I've started lessons in Usulah Thalatha, but I'm wondering, is it better for me to first memorize the Qur'an before this book? SubhanAllah, um, the, you have time for both, inshallah. If you can combine the two, it's better. Um, in terms of the Sheikh, if your ability is strong that you can memorize the Qur'an in a short space of time, Sheikh Thameen did it in six months, then alhamdulillah, uh, push yourself, Akhi. Um, you know, for the for the rest of us, you try and combine, be disciplined. And um, the Mashaikh mentioned that you should have a, a set portion every single day um, to seek knowledge, um, not seek knowledge, sorry, to read the Quran and maintain that every single day. Whatever your circumstances, don't give up your daily portion, which you read every single day. And the best of time to memorize is fresh uh, right after Fajr memorize and throughout the day you uh, revise your Quran and what's much easier now is that we all have uh, smartphones so you don't need to be in the state of wudu either to read the Quran because the mobile device does not take the ruling of the mushaf which you need to have wudu to touch and read so that being the case is made even easier for you so where Allah subhanahu wa has facilitated so much ease for all of us, shame upon us if we fail to step up to the plate and grab these opportunities to improve ourselves, inshallah. So um, keep maintaining your Qur'an, akhi, uh, and also um, start with these books of knowledge, inshallah. Um, What's the name of the Book of Knowledge? It is called the Book of Knowledge. Um, Dar es Salaam, um, they have copies and other book uh, bookshops, inshallah. Just do a search for it, inshallah. You'll find any of the bookshops, inshallah, should have a copy. And I believe Amazon, you might find uh, there are some on there. Uh, Tayyib, where will the next lesson be held? Part two. The next lesson will be held next 
um, next Thursday evening at 6 p.m. Um, and we have, someone's asking, uh, are there classes uh, regularly held uh, we could join? Um, tomorrow we have a lesson on uh, the fiqh of fasting in preparation for Ramadan. Um, I'll try and publish the details on uh, my Twitter account, inshallah. Um, Tayyib, what Arabic books should one study after the Medina books? Um, all of this, all these questions, subhanAllah, related questions, they're all uh, mentioned and answered in uh, the Book of Knowledge um, of Sheikh Ibn Thaymin. So if you um, have a look at the, try to get a uh, subhanAllah copy of the book, or even if you could borrow a copy, um, as I mentioned, uh, the Sheikh has gone through um, all the uh, factors which help a student of knowledge um, and discussed uh, those things which uh, improve the, the student's ability and those things which harm, right up to um, mentioning the books which a student should uh, start with. And in the appendices, um, there are three categories of student um, levels of students um, which are recommended in terms of the books they should start with. So beginner, intermediate and advanced. So all of the books are listed there along with the print. So there are a number of prints out there and the scholars have recommended certain prints because they are less in printing errors and uh, typos. Um, so uh, uh, again, um, yeah, so please refer to those books, um, to the Book of Knowledge, because it, it's, it's a complete uh, book really for the students to refer to uh, and uh, benefit from. They, uh, and inshallah with that, um, we will finish for today and uh, we will begin uh, the next lesson on Thursday, uh, I believe it's 10th of um, April at uh, 6pm inshallah. Wa sallallahu wa sallam ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Subhanakallahum wa bihamdik. Ashadun la ilaha illa ant. Astaghfirka wa tubulik. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.